not bites. Nobody's perfect. But I don't play second fiddle to anyone anymore. I've been hurt that way before. And not up for it the fifth time around, eh? You learn some stuff as you go around the mountain. And that the progress you make on around the mountain is better than going directly to the top over the mountain. Because it takes you a lot longer, you learn more. And your soul becomes rounder. Your heart becomes bigger. And more able to trust. And to trust in not individual humans. But in the goodness of the collective itself. And that's where we sit today. In total acceptance of humanity. All its frailties. All its apparent strengths. My cost benefit analysis is out today. To lunch. Late lunch. My sense of humour is pending. My valley yum is on the table. And I will be absolutely okay after a 10 second break. After these commercials coming right up, we got more crap by me. Panic attack, panic attack. Wow, panic attack, panic attack, panic attack. Yeah. This message from our sponsor brought to you by Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things independent. Whatever internet time, whatever internet place you're at, sit down, get comfy, snuggle in with your loved ones. For the next episode of Holy Fuck Am I Ever High, written by John Bozonski. Read by Trudy Newell.
right, folks. It's the highest news team on the face of the planet coming to you live on the Holy Fuck Am I Ever High News Network with action news reporter John Bozonski, the perfect joint rolling meteorologist Will Smokit, and stoned anchorwoman Nita Toke. Now let's find out what is happening in our world today. Nita? Thanks, dude. I'm Nita Toke, and this is What Is Happening. The National Association of Dope Smokers met today in Canada at the Cannabis AIDS Summit in Smokerbong, Ontario. Many prominent members of the dope smoking world were in attendance, and it is estimated that around 5,000 pounds of weed and 3,000 pounds of hash were smoked by the end of the event. The delegates said they felt positive about the outcome of the meeting and have devised a plan for next year's meeting in which they will all be able to talk less and smoke more. After all, said I am stoner, getting baked is the core motivation for this event and when the person with the joint is also the one talking, our resources are not being smoked as efficiently as they could be. The union, known as HAF, or High As Fuck, voted to strike today when negotiations between management and union members turned ugly. One report stated that an argument broke out during talks between the two sides over what the union says are unfit working conditions due to there being no specified room for the employees to get high in, thus forcing them to walk outdoors to tote. HAF leader Ramadin Me says she will not back down and employees will either have a proper room to get high in or every one of the air traffic controllers are walking out. John, what do you have for us tonight? Well, thanks Nita. Hi everyone, I'm John Bozanski coming to you live from the 420th annual Talk for the Children event. The most warm-hearted stoners in Canada are here today to toke for the children, and I tell you, it just chokes me up to see such kindness. These people have been collecting sponsors for weeks now, and today they will see just how many joints and bongs they can all smoke. It's going to be a day to remember, Hinita. Well, except for the participants. They likely won't remember a thing, but hey, that's why we're filming, isn't it? We will have an update later on in the program on this miraculous event of charity and kindness. Back to you, Nita. Thanks, John. Now, let's have a look at our weather forecast. Will, is it going to be good weather for getting high outside? Well, actually, Nita... I can't really tell you because I'm high as fuck and have suddenly forgotten how to read my instruments. The radar just looks like lines and blips. Does it actually mean something? Oh god. Too many mushrooms. Or maybe it was the heroin. Could have been the LSD, I guess. Back to you, Nita. I need a nap. Thanks, Will. And don't worry about not knowing what the weather will be because nobody gives a sweet fuck anyway. Now, it's time for a commercial break from our sponsor. We'll be right back after these words from 
Doperama. And we're back on Holy Fuck Am I Ever High TV News Network. My name is Nita Toke. And we are going back to our live action reporter, John Bozonski, for an exclusive interview with Sailor. John? Thanks, Nita. Once again, I'm here with the highest man in all of Canada. This is Sailor. Sailor, thanks so much for taking time out of getting high to do this interview. We really appreciate it. That's okay, John. I didn't actually take any time out of getting high, and I'm smoking a big fat one as we speak, as a matter of fact. You want a puff? Thanks, Sailor. Yes, I do. Ooh. Yep. Good weed. Good weed, Sailor. Now, I want to ask you how to avoid being seen by cops or people who would tell the cops on you when you are getting high. Do you have tricks for concealing your dope? Great question, John, and yes, I do. First of all, get yourself some cool-looking travel mugs that just scream coffee when you look at them. These are perfect for alcohol and also just carrying around dope in them. Nobody would even question it. Next, I find it very helpful to hang out with innocent-looking old ladies. If cops see you with some old chicken or 80s, he ain't even going to think about bothering you for dope. If he wants to steal dope from someone, it won't be a dude hanging around with an old lady. Last, I strongly recommend taking your dope before hitting the streets, and then it just hits you while you go, and you have no evidence on you. Think mushrooms and MDMA, things you can eat, and then go out. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The man who's been high for more than 30 years and has never seen the inside of a jail cell has spoken. Thanks, sailor. You might have kept someone out of jail with that advice. Back to you, Nita. Thanks, John. Now it is time for Dope Watch. On tonight's Dope Watch, we take a look at the streets. Fuck. <laughs> and we're back with Dope Watch. As promised, we are first going to take its look. Fuck. Fuck. I'm not high enough. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. And we're back with Dope Watch. As promised, we are first going to take a look at some new strains of weed that have been just hitting the streets recently. The first kind we will look at is a strain called Fuck me gently. This strain is a sativa and packs a good punch at 45% THC. It is said to be great weed for getting it on, hence its fancy name. We wanted to know if the rumours were true, so we asked news associate Ivana Dewitt to investigate further. Take it away, Ivana. Well, Nita, I smoked about two grams of this before my boyfriend shoved his big cock in me. And I have to tell you, no matter how hard he rammed it in me, I just wanted more. This weed made me so horny that I couldn't get enough. Oh my God, just thinking about it has me wet. I have to go, Nita. Where are my new batteries? Thank you so much, Ivana. 
Looks like lots of people will be rushing out to buy that weed. We were going to look at another strain, but it looks like Will has smoked all of it and even ate the card with the name on it. So, fuck that clip. Let's have a look at the old folks' home of the future. That's right, it's controversial, but it's making waves in the medical community in a good way as well. John? Thanks, Nita. Well, it is like something out of a futuristic movie. It's an old folks' home in which every single patient is on mushrooms. That's right. And so far, experts are saying that it is a total winner and I have an idea. The patients are all high as fuck and everyone is finally happy. Management of the center is now looking at the possibility of having the staff on mushrooms as well. The staff is, of course, in full agreement with this idea and many have already purchased large amounts of the fungus in preparation for the new measures being rolled out. They will all likely begin smoking huge amounts of weed on top of the mushrooms. Management made it clear that they feel a high staff is a happy staff, and that is all anyone wants. Nita, back to you. Thanks, John. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. We will be coming back later for an update on Toke for the Children with our live-action reporter, John Bozonski. From all of us here at Holy Fuck Am I Ever High TV, good night, and remember, the night is indeed good. Bozonski! Hello. How's things? Not bad. Welcome to Undies Funded Records and Radio, where we have just premiered your Holy Fuck Am I Ever High first episode that we collaborated on. Which episode? The the very first reading that I did for you with the song at the beginning. Yeah. So that was, uh, uh, let me see, that was the... uh... The Cannabis 8 Summit or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> something like that? Yes, very funny. That's an old one. And um, it's, but it's got the full song instead, because I know you cut just the holy fucking I ever had to use, right? The um, one with the distorted bass. Yeah, but I, 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 I just put the, the one that I sent you first is what just played now. Yeah, that's, that's become a permanent part of... Uh, that's that's a clip I use in all of them now. I'm so honored. Like that's what I was aiming for to be the 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 voice of Greg. Greg am I ever? Greg, Greg loves that. Greg really loved it. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so what's next for Ivana? Do it. Hmm. Well, she wants to do it. I know that. Um, she's probably going to get laid. Probably. Okay. Because when I had my um percussion sticks and my naughty pictures I sent so that we could develop the character for video. I got the feeling that she's a bit of a desperado still and doesn't quite have the knack because you did say to me that she tries to crack on to every single person who she interviews. Yes. And she has no, like she's got class but no style. Well, this I think in this next episode she's going to be the first one to get laid Right. In the booth, in in the booth on the air, right. I still have to tape the bit about 
the producer handing my batteries to me. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've used the batteries in the meantime, oh, so I have to buy some more. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I don't have any fresh packets of batteries. They were nine volts, so it wasn't even working because you need decels for <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of getting some sounds of of um, sounds of squishy to donate to the project. You know, that can be my squishy. injection. Sounds of squishy. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, squishy. Yeah, squishy says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> kind of like, um, you know. Um, but, and, and who else have you come up with? Come on, give us a rundown of the character. These guys are hilarious. Hmm, I don't have I don't have the list in front of me. So we, just some. Okay, we get some. Uh, we get uh, Hufa Kizdat. Um, we have uh, Ramit in me. Um, we have Doctor Come Prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of my favorites. Uh, let's see. Hmm, I can grab some of the. Say something else while I grab the. Well, <laughs> I say something else. This message from our sponsors brought to you by Andy's Funded Records and Radio. Your home of all things crazy. We're here with John Bozonski, and we're talking about holy fuck, am I ever higher news network? Um, we have something in production together. We're going to eventually do videos and stuff, put them on YouTube. But it's still very much a fluid piece of work and we're adding to it. I'm getting to add to it, which is very exciting. Um, and we might have a new guest star coming into the cast this afternoon. We have to ask, don't we, Jack? A guest coming in? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I know what you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah. So that's easy. that's a bit exciting. That's very exciting, actually. Mm. Um, but you know, you always got to ask people before you design a character around them because it takes some time. But who we got? We got uh, who? What my characters are? My character that I love. My main, who I see as my main character is the, the uh, ankle stoned ankle woman, Nita Toke. Nita Toke, and and we'll smoke it is. Uh... One of one of my favorite names. Yeah, right. But I the weatherman will smoke it, and he he doubles as uh, action news reporter sometimes. But generally, he's uh, the weather guy because uh, no, apparently no one cares about the weather. So well, they uh, was wrong anyway. <laughs> he's too stoned to give really good information, so we, that's why we gave him the weather. It's just not yeah. that important. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, in these days of of with upheaval that we're seeing and planetary wide rotation that's happening the weather is not as predictable as it was anyway that's that's very true the seasons are not predictable anymore because no, they go longer than they did before they, they, go, they go into the next one which has been quite distressing to watch because i understand that's from all the cloud seeding and geoengineering that's happening currently and that really does actually not make me happy no, that is exactly what is going on too. And uh, China just spent a whole bunch more money on more more of that, <laughs> all mm -hmm. kinds of equipment and and research facilities to mm -hmm. how to control the weather even more. Yeah, and this is something that the weather, I mean, has a natural life cycle of its own, a rhythm of its own, a balance of its own. And since the industrial revolution, we have effed with that balance to be on the point of it repairing without our intervention. However, the intervention of their trying are not healthy ones. Well, 
I figure messing with something like the weather is a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. Very uh, bad. Absolutely. Um, Whatever you do probably can't be reversed. Well, once you put something in experiment out into the wild, it isn't valuable anymore. You can't qualify it anymore. You don't know where it went to or what it did. And an Australian would totally understand that. Yes. Maybe that's what everybody should do is be, my friend used to say, everybody should go to Newfoundland and be made to stay there for six months for human being training. Mm -hmm. I think we could send everybody to Australia for nature training to learn how this planet works. But you guys actually know. Well, a lot of us are blind to it and we do have mixed our, um, we've got a lot of immigrants now. And so there's a lot of different ideas about things. And we are very much a polyglot society with an inability to communicate. We're not necessarily all racist, but we don't always have the skill to operate side by side in a nice manner, which annoys me. Well, that's an interesting, interesting statement you just made. You know, I mean, my dad, for example, was the biggest bigot. And so I grew up on fucking chocolate frogs. Ever bring one of them home and you're going to be, you know. And and I grew up on bloody Aboriginals. They shouldn't have stopped at Tasmania, <laughs> right? And then I grew up on, um, oh, what a way to spend Easter. Him saying to my my um what do you call it dude taught me the bible on sundays um he'd hang out his arms when the preacher would come to check on us and check on him and and he'd go oh what a way to spend easter and that's how i'd greet him Hmm. at 16 at 16 i was rather embarrassed at his behavior actually well i mean it was a different time and different things were taught to, to kids, you know, growing up, I, I remember uh, some kids I hung out with when I was young, and they were they were taught to be racist. They were literally their their parents made made it a point to make it them took, racist. It took me a lot of unprogramming in order to 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 fight the bigotry to get it out of my programming, yeah. but I did, um, and I I pride myself on that kind of now because when I was a youngster, what he was saying just didn't I believe in I. I grew up next to all the Lebanese kids in school, lots of Muslims, lots of, you know, um, Chinese people, Mandarin speaking. Multicultural as F was Granville, where I was mostly drug up. Um, Mount Druitt was mostly white bogans like me, which you guys would probably call trailer trash. I don't know where the Canadian. What, what was the word you used? White bogan. <laughs> A, a bogan. I've never heard that word before. That's yeah. a new one. Bogan. So, what is what, what your definition is like? Our trailer trash is what you're saying. It's mm, yeah, kind of yeah, or redneck or yeah. Okay, well, a redneck is like a redneck is like Luke. So it's got to be from the south and have that southern growl sort of thing. That's a redneck has to be from there. Yeah, um, but I think bogan is Australia's answer to redneck and trailer trash. Okay, so trailer trash can be from anywhere. That's just you're in a trailer park and. Like the trailer park boys, that's it's about trailer trash. That's, mm-hmm. that's what that that show is about. So. Yeah, well, where I was, I spent my four years was Caribbean Park and undeveloped country, and then in school I was at my nan's in a house, house, 
grew up Hauso all my life. Ended up in a Hauso house, disabled at age 18 with a kid. Um, and that was such a stereotype I tried to want to avoid in my life. I did not want to end up in that fashion, but my son had to be born. Right. So I had to give up that idea of career. And what careers I wanted was journalism first. Then I wanted to be a doctor all my life, but knew I wouldn't get the math grade for it. So I studied it still, medicine and science. And Did you just use the word massacree? Did you just use the word massacree? No. What did you say? I, I, I couldn't I, I couldn't make it one word, and it's, it's driving me crazy what it was. I have to know what you said. Go back to the last word you heard. The doctor. It was You wanted to be a doctor, but I knew I couldn't get the... I wouldn't get the maths grade. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you said another word. Okay, no, no problem. Got it. And I'm glad I didn't do any of those things now, because songwriter was absolutely what I was supposed to do. Great. Um, I'm happy with myself now at 43, finally. Um, and I think the music has caught me, taught me uh, a lot about the other disciplines that I couldn't study in school, mm-hmm. like the science, like the math in a way because of timing, you know. Right. But I still don't pay attention to it. It's just innate what I do. I don't. Well, math I, and music are the same thing, actually. Mm, I still feel. Mm, pardon. Music is pure math, right, right to its core. It's mm. math. Yeah. So you, you, you do understand math. Uh, you just understand a different form of it. Yes. Right. And it's like more of an innate understanding. I can't add up numbers, for example. Chuck two numbers at me. Seven and nine. Is that 18? No. No. Okay. I don't try and add up anymore. I just chuck the yes out. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. I don't give a fuck anymore. Well, um, it, it's, it's you could learn. I mean, if you, if you yeah, and learn some tricks, so there's there's tricks and shortcuts and rules yeah, that you learn. No, and I have calculated the yeah, right, which actually makes the numbers swim in front of me when I look at them. Right. I actually used to make myself physically sick in math class for years at a time because I couldn't understand the concept and it wouldn't be explained to me in a manner that I could be make myself acceptable to the teacher. Hmm. So I spent well, classes being green, feeling like I was going to throw up and having to go to, and the teacher would actually send me without me asking. I'd go, you need to go to sick bay. Well, math is probably not your thing, according to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, this, 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 what's going on right now? With the fires, I think, with them being forced, saying, holy fuck, for them actually being forced to give out the data in a timely manner. They wanted 20 years, didn't they? No, 75 years. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. So no, they, they, got one, they got one year. Mm, yes. And it's got to be every three months they have to give more. So it mm-hmm. takes a year to get it all out. In I think it's four three or four installments. I can't remember. Yeah, but the court undoubtedly said you are handing this over and it is not a pipe dream. It's coming over or you guys are getting what? Are they getting fined or what if they don't hand it over? I, I'm not sure what happens to them, but um, have you – the papers are out. It's, it's a, they've already been analysed. Okay. And it's – oh, if you don't know about that, then wow. Yeah, that's a big story. I'm happy to see some of it. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um there's nine pages of uh, adverse effects mm-hmm. that this vaccine caused. Yeah. 
And out of, I think it was 50 some thousand uh, people, there were 40 some thousand adverse events. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's actually, the numbers are so bad. Yes. There's never been any vaccine or any medicine that's had numbers like this. It's the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. If we're advancing, we obviously shouldn't be going backwards with, with our statistics like that. So yeah, something's not right. Yeah, no, the numbers, I stopped watching the news and the numbers about a year and a half ago when I realized what they were doing and I just yeah. agenda. Yeah. Because I knew that most of humanity would fall straight into her terrible agenda. And um, it was a sad thing for me to watch. People lose their rationality and their ability to explore a subject without emotion. Mm-hmm. People lost that stoicism, if we ever had any. They lost that centeredness. They lost the rationality that you should grow as an adult. They lost the ability to have an argument without taking it personally, which is an important point to be able to debate your opinion in a public setting is how people can grow, change their minds, add to their intelligence a lot of different ways. But we stopped from talking about this actively and then by our peers also shut down in places because of wanting to discuss the possibilities surrounding these vaccines and treatments and um, and COVID even. People are so afraid, operating in so much fear, that they can't be reasonable people anymore. Oh, that is totally correct. Totally correct. And I'm so excited because we're going to write some music together again, right? We sure are. And I think... Uh, I've already got a ton written that I just I just need you to do your magic with. Yep, no problem. Um, and my magic is only free for the the few that I care for. The rest of them don't get a drop anymore because <laughs> I can't drop. I don't have unlimited supplies of power. I don't have unlimited time or you know, time being relative, but I don't have that within me to give it continually, which I was. You know why you don't have the time? Because it doesn't exist. Uh, Isn't that what you tell me? Yes. I don't have the physical time in my body left to waste. Um, There are two types of time I saw a post the other day that Bill White, of all people, the one that pissed me off, wrote mm-hmm. the Greek um, words for time were chronos and don't remember the other one. But chronos talked about how we're enslaved by this watch, you know. But the, the true measure of time is the passing of the physical body from us. Mm-hmm. That's the true measure of a man's time. Kronos was the uh, leader of the Titans. Mm. And that's what his name means. Uh, I've always wondered if he was the one who did it. Put the scripture on. It might have been him. Arguably, because it is a stricture imposed upon this reality. It doesn't exist in other realms. Not not in the same manner and not in the same direction, honestly. People think I'm crazy, and right now we've just tuned out half our listeners, so we've now only got two listens, right? Um, 
just I love discussing these subjects with you because you actually are open, receptive, and listen, and then respond. So you can actually see how many people are listening, can you? No, no, no. But I know my average listenership is about seven to eight on most episodes lately. Okay. So it's good we get to have convo in front of people, and when they're at their leisure, they can catch up. And if we want to share the link with anyone to discuss it, we can. You know. Do do people uh, join in? Like, do they uh, contact you and say, "Can I join in?" Yeah, not anymore. Um, I've given my email address, which is confessedeny at live.com. That's C-O-N-F-E-S-D-E-N-Y-Live.com. Um, it's also, there's a question you can put in on Spotify that engages the audience, but you actually have to go check Spotify to see that there is an answer there. Right. And I'm not fond of Spotify, but so... It used to be that we could call into each other's station and go say, that was really enthralling. Let's do a call with friends about it. Now you only have the option to call with friends. The messages feature is functional. It's still there, but dead. No one uses it anymore. Right. They segregated the podcasting community about three years ago because it's copyright issues. And I know it was because of copyright issues because these are unlicensed platforms. That's interesting. And now, now Spotify owns it. So actually I'm working for the man, whether I like it or not, which was annoying because this in the beginning, Undisfunded Records and Radio, was my backdoor onto Spotify without having to pay for things. And it was my way of putting an album together that couldn't be skipped. Now, Spotify is another interesting thing to me because they are, that's the establishment for sure. Mm -hmm. So you would expect a certain thing out of them. And yet when... Uh, Neil Young tried to take Joe Rogan out and mm. demanded that Spotify cancel him. Mm. They refused. Yeah. So they defended somebody who, uh, you know, that the establishment wants taken down. So it really surprised me that they didn't just go along with that, but they actually didn't. They actually um, stuck up for Joe Rogan. Well, for example, they paid a lot of money to come on board. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, and he's a selling point, and he's a, a big topic because there's a, anywhere. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads, right? So any public is good public, and, and they get the biggest podcast in the world. Ton load, they got a ton load of of of, of shed loads of publicity over that in the news, in the air, in the magazines, in the forums, in the musicians, in everywhere, yeah, and totally. the, the 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 decisions down. Musicians don't like why any longer neil young actually ruined himself mm -hmm. <laughs> he actually re removed everything from spotify he said if they didn't remove joe rogan he was removing all his stuff they said okay have fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. well i've my catalog that easily from because daniel Eck recently invested 3.7 billion dollars on war machinery bought from germany and so music should not be fucking war, and that's what I've done, and I feel utterly aghast at it. Yeah. I'm not going to remove myself from the other streaming platforms, just from this one, just from Spotify, but I'm, I have to leave my podcast on there because it goes everywhere. Right. And it's best on Spotify, and a lot of people use Spotify. So if I want my music on Spotify, I put it on my podcast in the very order I want it in with as many fucks in between as I like. <laughs> and it can be then be adult content 
which my my podcast is marked explicit. So I've lost a lot of audience possibilities with my music here, but I've gained a lot of artistic license, a lot of formatability, if you will, and I think it puts together a more positive frame of the music. Plus I show people how the sausage is made, you know. I'll post the first draft of a song, the second draft of a song, the third draft of a song, and then I'll post the finished one. And to show people how a song comes along and the fact that the first blush of your writing might sound like utter dog's turd. So a lot of my podcast is utter dog's turd, but in order to write to the effect of a hit material, you must be prepared to write the dog turd too. Well, if you remember when I was in the in the wheel with you guys, that was always my point was that's what we should all be doing is, uh, you know, let's listen to each other's drafts. Mm-hmm. That's those like I don't get to hear a song till it's all done. You, you finish it and then you play it for me. Okay, well, if you want feedback, wouldn't you want it while you're writing it? Like, mm. more sense. So yeah. I started doing it and it seemed weird to everybody, but me and you always understood that that's probably the way to do it. I, it's more important to get the feedback before I'm finished the song, I think. Well, yes, you can allow as many participants in the development of a song as you like, and the more people that you involve, the more fan base you end up with as well. Yeah, that's right. And the more realistic you can make your music, the more realism is involved in it. Such we're finishing a piece called Sweet and Potent, which really you've said to me, Why the heck do you want to finish this relationship is bad for you is over? Um and my response was from memory, um, this is how I process. Yep, I understand that. And in order to move forward you must give things closure and the only way I know to give things closure is through music. Very, very good way to do it actually. And who knows help somebody else along the way of their heartbreak one day. Well, I'm uh, uh, writing a song is kind of like doing a ritual to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, uh, it's got the same effect and can put closure on things just like you said, mm-hmm. or can begin things or can maintain things. Yeah. Can we? We've got. Have we done a recording, or do you have a um, the cow cow navigation denial syndrome? Uh, let's see. I did send that to you, didn't I? Yeah, you did. But can you read? Well, I'm just going to go to your account yep. here, and yep. or not your account, but you know what I mean. Your mm-hmm, the message third. Uh, let's see. It wasn't that long ago I said that. There it is. Yeah, it's here. Um, do, are you going to read it? Yeah, you have to read this. So. Do I? Yeah. Okay. One sec. I'll just I'll send it to you again. There you go. Can you get at your messenger right now? Yeah, I just have to check if I've written it anywhere else. If I put it in my cow, I'm not cow. <laughs> Well, if, if you just look at Messenger, it's there. Like, I okay. reset. In my notes, yet. Yeah, I haven't looked at it. And, and so, so I'll go to my Messenger, yes. Oh, thank you. Right, so here we go. Holy f- am I ever high at News Network? Cows come home. We interrupt this program to bring you this breaking news. And the holy fuck, am I ever high at News Network? I am needed toke. 
And we have Action News reporter, yes sir, take a lot on the scene in South Dakota. Yes sir, what's happening there? Yes sir. Oh, I'm going to read this part. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't tell me that. Um, well, Nita, it seems like many activities across the land came to an abrupt halt today when the wandering cows that people have been referring to for many years, whose return home would spell the end of something, bought a road map earlier today and were able to navigate their way home. Witnesses say all at once activities came to an abrupt end and those who those who claimed they would do something until the cows came home suddenly found themselves confused and without direction. Nita, I'm told it was absolute pandemonium, and some witnesses say there were many who didn't think the cows would ever make it home. And they were kind of banking on continued wandering. But according to experts here on the scene, cows are known for their navigation skills. And it was only a roadmap that stood in between them and their homestead. I interviewed Dr. Come Prematurely earlier today, and he attributed the problem to a condition known as cow, nav cow navigation denial syndrome. In response to today's disaster, the Roadmaps for Cattle Association has assembled a task force to identify and rectify the deficiencies that caused the delay in the cow's purchase of the life-saving roadmap. I was fortunate enough to get a few minutes with the president, Hufa Kizdat, and he expressed his concern for the lack of access cattle actually have. If the cows had easy access to these maps, they'd be able to make it home before society suffers such awful damage. I mean, in one instance, there was a man who claimed three years ago that he would go down on his wife until the cows came home. Sure, it's been okay for her, but let's be honest, that roadmap likely saved his life. So there you have it, folks. The cows have come home, and it's time to find new things to pass the time, as the old ones have obviously ran their course, and the cows are now safe at home. Back to you, Nita. Thanks, yes, sir. We now return you to the already in progress little stash house on the prairie. This is Nita Oak, and have a good night. Indeed, the night is good. Well, there, we possibly lost the rest of your audience. <laughs> Just and kidding. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I just made a joke. Sorry, maybe you didn't hear it. I didn't know. I said, "Now we just lost the rest of your audience." Yeah. <laughs> 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 this has got to be the most politically incorrect podcast you've ever heard, right? It, it must be. I, it's up there. <laughs> Smoking rule in it. Well, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have agreed to have anything to do with it. Otherwise, I mean, there's a rule that we must on air together, pull a bong or a pipe or have a joint. And I don't have any pots, so this tobacco. I'll, I'll I'll take care of that for both of us right now. There you go. I had a toke for you too. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not a problem. I'll do it again if, you, if need be. <laughs> I'll yeah. be glad to. I'll be glad to. Thank you. Um, so this has been 30 minutes. So that's enough about prattling. Thank you for coming on the show again. Mm -hmm.
We're going to write and um, kick it into high gear as we overcome some hurdles being placed in front of me. Um, that's all I got to do is keep writing. That's beautiful words to hear. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing. Mm. Only get high on days that end in wine. <laughs> Always stay curious. All right, that's it. That's us. Thanks for coming on the show. This has been Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of everything independent. Undies Funded Records and Radio, raising the bar for independent musicians everywhere. <laughs>